Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Friday. Thank God it is Friday, the 28th of July. And just remember, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, just a little bit of housekeeping before we kick off kickoff being the operative word. I'm heading out this afternoon early to see uh, us, uh, England play Denmark at uh, Moor Park, whatever that is now called. And uh, The uh, game starts at 6.30, so I will have to be leaving early. So there will be no end of day podcast this afternoon. No end of day podcast. So you only hear from me twice today with the pre-market and the members exclusive podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off as always with the scores on the doors and it had to end unlucky 13 13 days up and then it was all over red rover with the dow jones falling 237 points or 0.7 of a cent 35283 it had to happen at some stage but it still was the longest up run 13 days straight since January 1987, a fine year that was as well. We had a high of 125 points up and a low of 304 points down. It was looking a little tired. It did try and kick higher on the back of the meta results, which came out after hours, but uh, unfortunately, it just finally succumbed. And we'll look at the reasons why in a minute, but we'll keep going. NASDAQ fell 0.55%, 77 points, 14,050, just clinging on to that 14,000 level. The S&P 500 in the middle for diddle, down 0.6 of a percent, 29 points, 45.37. The fixed volatility index had a big run, well, relatively, up 9.2%, 14.41. Still very low levels, all things considered. As far as ASX by futures go, we had a good day yesterday, as everyone will be aware. 54 points up on the ASX 200. Resources, though, having a clumsy, horrid day, down 1.2%. Banks were up 1.4%, but uh, we have SPY futures down 44 points, or 0.6%. So giving back most of the rise from yesterday. In terms of European markets, well, they would have seen just the nice, buoyant US futures and that NASDAQ futures price showing uh, uh, gains on the back of Meta. Also, there was a deluge of results coming out from Europe last night. Things we tend to forget, and I've written more about that today in the strategy piece, but we did have results from Mercedes, Renault, um, and we've had bank results recently, Unicredit and Deutsche as well. So uh, there is a deluge of results, not just in America. We focus on America, but there are many big multinationals, Roach, uh, etc., in Europe that reported last night. So uh, we mustn't forget Europe. Stock 600 up 6 points or 1.4%. FTSE up 0.2%. Germany up uh, 1.7%. France up 2.1%. Spain up 1%. So a good time was had by one and all in Europe. But uh, unfortunately, that U.S. Uh, 13 days, 14 days was just a bridge too far. And a great movie that was as well. All right, U.S. stocks, specifically NVIDIA up 1%. Uh, AMD up 0.9. Netflix down 2.2. Meta 
4.4, so coming off that 7% rise we saw after hours and only putting on 4.4%. Tesla, though, down 3.3%. Amazon up 0.1%. Alphabetti Spaghetti up 0.2%. Microsoft down 2.1%. Apple down 07 of a percent. US banks as well eased, so that may mean our banks ease back as well. JP Morgan down 1.1%. Bank of America down 1.4, Wells Fargo down 1.4, Goldman Sachs down 0.9, Morgan Stanley down 0.8. Overseas, Barclays, a bad number from them in terms of uh, the results last night. Uh, Barclays down 5.3%. NatWest, uh, they lost their Australian head of Coots following the CEO of NatWest out the door. Coots is owned by NatWest. NatWest is owned by the government. The government not happy that Nigel Farage got his account cancelled. NatWest down 2.7%, Deutsche down 3.3%, and UBS used to be smart, up 1.3% there. Now, what upset the Apple card in the US was a US GDP number came out last night, increased at 2.4% annualised last quarter. The government said in its advanced estimate of second quarter GDP, that this is the advanced estimate, uh, the market was going for 1.8% rate rise for the April-June period, 1.8% GDP rise. So better than expected. And as a result, we did see the yields push higher again in the US. Uh, The yield on the 10-year note was up by 15 basis points, 4% again. Uh, Two years up by 9.9 basis points, 4.92. And the Aussie 10-year pushing back up as well, 8.5% basis points to 4.03 so that was really driving the market also last night of course we did see the ECB raising interest rates for the ninth consecutive time the deposit rate now stands at 3.75 percent that is the highest level since 2000 so that is uh, quite a significant move there and Christine Lagarde also said there will be no cuts so uh, there is more to come potentially from the ECB but as always it will be data dependent. So uh, that is something to bear in mind. In other US news, uh, one of the uh, the big market analysts in the US, BTIG's Krinsky, uh, Jonathan Krinsky at BTIG, has said the market is showing signs of exhaustion. There are signs the rally should be getting tired. The uh, S&P 500 cleared 4,600 on the open, uh, but notable gap. Uh, as it fell away towards the end of the day. Bond traders now think the Fed is getting close to its end game. As far as US earnings go, we are doing well as far as the earnings go. So far, 44% of the S&P 500 have reported results, which is 219 companies. Earnings were expected to fall 6.8% from a year ago. Revenues down 0.6%. On the earnings front, though, 78% of companies have topped expectations, while 62% have beaten revenue estimates. The one sector that has been in decline and is slated for more declines is the energy sector. Interestingly, looking at some of the stocks that are at 52-week highs, there's 42 companies in the S&P 500 that are at 52-week highs. Um, Actually, some of these are all-time highs. These are all-time high stocks. MasterCard is trading at highs it hasn't seen since its IPO in May 2006. 
pretty interesting seeing as MasterCard has a finger in at many pies. Uh, but there are a bunch of other stocks that are trading at levels not seen for many a long year. Uh, that is uh, stocks like Cost- Constellation Brands, all-time high. It goes back to 1986. Uh, Pult Group trading an all-time high back to its IPO in 1972. So there we go. Uh, Honeywell was part of the reason the Dow fell last night. Uh, It's sliding around 5% after posting a mixed earnings report for the second quarter. All right, well, let's move on from ECB rate rises, a US fallout from that GDP, and let's look at commodities. We have Brent crude continuing to push higher and WTI back over 80 bucks, $80.12 for WTI, up $1.16, 1 1.47%. Brent crude up 80 cents or 0.96%, 83.86. They do seem to be converging, those two wonder if that's significant. We did see the gold price take a tumble last night, $27 down, 1.38% down, eased back. The US dollar index was up 0.88%. So a stronger US dollar uh, on the back of that GDP number really hurt the gold price. 1945, the gold price at the moment. Platinum down 2.8% and uh, silver down 3%, really copying it there. On the LME, copper was down 0.6, nickel up 0.3, a pretty quiet day for nickel. Aluminium down 0.5, zinc down 0.5, lead up 0.8, and ton down 1.3. We did have iron ore, that fell hard as well. In Dalian Iron Ore Futures, that was down 1%. Coal easing back as well, down another 1.1%. And lithium, the glow, the afterglow of Chinese stimulus statement on Monday seems to be wearing off quite quickly. Lithium was down 1.7%. They're a little bit depressed for lithium. Looking at uh, commodity stocks overseas, BHP down 1.7% in ADRs. Rio down 1.3%. Glencore down 0.1%. Freeport down 0.3%. And Vale down 1.9%. Anglo down 0.9%. Arbomile down 1.9%. Sigma down 3.3%. And Livent down at 3.4%. So not good news for commodity stocks. We didn't have much good news yesterday for commodity stocks, and that looks set to continue today. Some of the announcements coming out early from the Aussie market. Bavura has appointed Andrew Russell as CEO. He has been the interim CEO. PointsBet has said they have flagged to expect significant cost reduction in its technology segment expense corporate segment expenses and capitalized technology staff costs in FY24 as a result of the sale of its US business. Well, of course, if you sell most of your business, you're going to have a significant cost reduction in the rest of your business there. In other news today, let's run through some of the uh, stocks reporting. We have uh, lots and lots of quarterly reports, as is the want. Uh, That is the way of things. Vulcan Energy Resources uh, has had their quarterly report out this morning. Capricorn Metals has guided to FY24 production, 115 or 125,000 ounces at all in sustaining costs of 1270 to 1370 an ounce. Paragon Care, uh, they had their uh, numbers out yesterday, I think it was. My wife used to work for Paragon. Downgraded to hold from buy, target cut to 26 cents from 45 cents. Well, that's a nice big target cut there, isn't it? Sightminder preliminary FY revenue 151.4. Market was going for 150.2. Uh, 
annual recurring revenue of 173.1. Downer, downgraded to neutral from Outperform a Credit Suisse. Uh, we also have Musgrave Resources. Uh, they're out with their quarterly today. Phineas Corp has reported as well this morning. Uh, receipts from customers, 29.2 million euros. And we have uh, NIB Holdings, implementing insurance contracts, accounting standards. That's pretty dull and pretty boring. And what else have we got out this morning? Uh, Fortescue Metals, this is probably more exciting. Downgraded to underweight from neutral at Baron Joey. Target remains 20 bucks for them. Uh, we also had today, I think, one of the funniest uh, downgrades I've seen, and uh, it just shows you sometimes the um, ridiculousness of research. Panoramic Resources, which fell 39% yesterday, has been downgraded to neutral from outperform at Macquarie. Methinks he won't be getting much of a bonus, that analyst. He has cut his target price from 19 cents to 6 cents, which is where they were trading yesterday. Now he has a neutral rating on the stock, having been an outperform. <laughs> On it, I guess in some respects it may have outperformed some of its peers like Poseidon Nickel. Uh, Premier Investments has upgraded to overweight from neutral at JP Morgan. However, the target price has been decreased to 25 bucks from $27, uh, something we talked about yesterday in the newsletter. And Regis Resources downgraded to hold from buy at Canaccord. Target price cut to 2 bucks from $2.65. So that was a big fall yesterday there. Uh, so they had a buy on that, big fall yesterday. Now it's a hold. Uh, Fortescue downgraded to sell from underperform at CLSA. Underperform and outperform are such wishy-washy uh, recommendations. I'm not that I'm completely blameless in those sorts of recommendations. Target cut there from 1950 from 20 bucks, And the Lottery Corp, funnily enough, I didn't win the lottery last night, which is a bit, a bit sad. Uh, they initiated a buy at Bank of America. Target is $5.70 with 11% upside there for them. Uh, just looking to see if there's anything else that falls. Estia Health has issued an update on potential transaction with Bain Capital. It says it continues to engage in constructive discussions. Enough already. Let's get it done. Uh, while Bain's capital exclusivity under the terms of the process ended on the 27th of July... Estia and Bain continue to engage in constructive discussions to progress the potential transaction. There we go, the revised proposal is at Bain's for $3.20 a cash. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Off to see England play Denmark tonight. Hopefully they will do slightly better than the Matildas. I think there was 15, 16 corners the Matildas had and um, they struggled, I have to say. Well, that's it. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you. <laughs>